Before we get started, please take the time to like, add, and subscribe to our pages on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, please leave us a review. Whereas like, I don't, I don't see the personal opinion either in here, even, you know, the, like the wow, like the scenery, like. Yeah. The scenery is really the only thing that could be uh, like personal take on it. Uh, we could wander our way over, you know, cause this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink. Clink. What's up? What's up? What's up? Not much, man. How you doing? It's a beautiful oh, yeah. day. It's a beautiful evening. How are you? Great. I am fantastic. You know, it's just one of those beautiful fall days where the rain and wind decide to pick up in Billings, Montana. So there's not much going on. So that's always nice, you know, and uh just getting right into it you know welcoming another group of wanderers back for another wonderful wonderful week with wandering ways and uh your host uh mark the reverend uh i i think that's it mark the reverend we'll just call you that ranger zach myself and we're here we're excited um i've been meaning to ask have you gotten snow recently I haven't, but I've seen like up in the highlands, the mountains, the, you know, the posts, like oh, Red Lodge Mountains getting snow, ski seasons around the corner kind of stuff. Um, yeah, our football team was in uh, in uh, um, scenic Butte, Montana this weekend, and they had pictures oh. of snow. Yeah, I could imagine there because you're uh, you're a little higher up. And, and we had actually snow here this morning up in the foot, up at the top of the mountains around here. So it's uh, coming. The Cascades are also really pretty high in elevation, and people don't realize with their proximity to the, the coast there, they do accumulate a lot of snow. Yeah, they do. They uh, they definitely do. Um, but, I, I mean, it's still, it's kind of early for snow, I think, in my opinion. Um, October 23rd. It also was, like, literally 80 degrees, like, four days ago, so... <laughs> right no i get you i i don't know snow snow uh i like it i don't like it i, I built the rougarou for the snow you know if you're familiar with the jeep it's it's designed for the snow <laughs> you know and uh montana and we're gonna get it this year i feel like it's gonna be a bad winter which is good i hope it scares the tech all the new texans that moved here away i think they, i hope they say you know yeah rumor is it's supposed to be a warm and wet winter well if that's the case i, I would just imagine out here if it's warm and wet you're going to get a lot of more like those ice storms yeah and and that's not good but again you hope it sends the texans back south <laughs> <laughs> the ice storms are honestly worse than the snowstorms. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Um, and it, it is, it's just the slickness. The sl that's why when, when we were going to school back in Oregon in 2013, 2012, 2014, when it got when we got the big snows down in Corvallis and up through the Portland area, that ice element was really bad because it was that Oregon wet snow 
and they just they got like two three feet of it that's another problem when you do get the ice element and it builds up the snow yeah and oregon has a law where you can't salt the roads so um the roads yeah, are pretty bad yeah you guys get interesting over there in the winter because you also have uh like the small shoulders right like on a lot of your roads so when it does snow like it makes it hard to even just drive like two cars down and like down the road to pass each other because of those small shoulders when you have snow so it's like come on guys engage brain uh i mean they didn't design our roads we didn't think about snow we probably thought about rain i mean makes sense though i mean cli climate change has us changing it up though different things come in every year so yeah we what we're in for 2022 2023 winter <clears throat> that's you know that's that's the come that's the that's the wandering ways of the future we're in the wandering ways of the now <laughs> <laughs> what have what have you done anything now recently oh uh, you know yesterday i went out for a drive i uh i said you know i i'm stuck up here in the house it was the first day of hunting season here in montana i was just like you know i'm gonna get in the car jared was like i'm just gonna be cozy and lay at home and i was like come on you pussy and uh he he wasn't about it so i just went for a nice little drive i, I drove out to like molt montana um there's like it's like a collection of like four houses you're, you're not missing much oh. and uh it's just kind of like a dirt road and then it links back to another dirt road it takes you to this road and loops kind of back to billing so i did one of those um just to get out of the house get some fresh air you know get some mud on the jeep tires and uh you know just living the dream but nothing nothing big i i, I want to get down to yellowstone that's kind of the plan and i think next weekend when thea's here we'll be able to do that and go to the hot springs you know that's kind of like i've been itching and with that north entrance closed man that kind of it's a little upsetting yeah i could see that uh throwing a wrench in the old plans getting out there but at least you're getting out and doing something, even if it is just a drive. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I see you you biking. Yeah, you, you uh, in the creeper van, just moving around with the uh, with uh, uh, bikes in the back. Yeah, yeah. I've done a little bit. I haven't done a whole lot. I'll be gearing up for a lot more outdoor cardio, uh, running, biking, all that here come November, which I think as the time this comes out i think november's like in five days or something it's like right around the corner but once november hits it's time to start gearing up the cardio which means outdoor running um so that will be exciting i have a new running buddy so oh you got a pal yeah i got a running buddy and i'll be going like once a week with them which will be interesting and then uh, of course on the bike it will be cold though interesting interesting well you know i'm glad you got a running buddy matt needs a gym buddy but i'm out here with nobody in montana because we <laughs> like it that way so go back to texas no um i'm excited to get into today's episode i don't know about you but we're kind of going over a rankings of someone else's rankings of the parks of the national parks our favorite parks america's parks the national parks uh i think there's what 63 of them 64 of them 58 something like that yeah so we're doing something a little different this is like 
Uh, I would normally say this is a not top five, but it's not our top five. <laughs> so I, I like that. I like that way of you saying it because it, you know, you you take a look at these parks, you take a look at this list, and you know, right right off the top, and they rank the top sixty three, and this is their rankings as of October 9th, twenty twenty two, and you and I would, with our first discussions brought up the fact that. Oh yeah, these guys are from the Northwest, just based on like their top 10, their top 15 and where the parks are coming from. Um, but it's always exciting to talk about, you know, people travel for the winter, you know, you have the hot parks, the hot springs, those types of elements that, you know, people look for that Christmas vacation, they'll go to the national park. So it's always fun to chat it up about the parks. 100%. So anyways, we're jumping in, we're going to go over um this comes from a website and we have no affiliation we just found it and we thought we'd talk about it we have no we have no bad blood with these people uh <laughs> everyone has their own gist when it comes to parks but this comes from uh more than just parks.com yeah. um, so they are the ones who did they ranked all 63 of the parks and they even what i appreciate about them is they tell us how they ranked them so they ended up doing scores, and I think they're all out of like one out of 10 for all of these. And they did it off of accessibility. Is this national park easy to access? They analyzed vehicle access, transportation op options, proximity to major airports, lodging and accommodations, conveniences, and other signs of civilization. Second category is recreation. Recreation opportunities found within the park, like hiking, biking, boating, climbing, etc. Their third category into this is crowds. How crowded is this park? They considered the traffic, crowded overlooks and trails, limited campsite accessibility lines, and etc. Fourth column in this, uh, how they graded, is amenities. Developed amenities in the park, like visitor centers, campgrounds, bathrooms, lodges, and etc. And the last column that they graded is scenery. The scenic beauty of the park, purely subjective, of course, but has to be taken into account. Um, so, Where's the, honestly, it's like a mix of our top fives and our wandering ways reviews. Where's the where's the the Bigfoot? You know, chance of seeing Bigfoot. I I need that in there because some of our some of our listeners need to know. Yeah, that's that's a valid point that they're missing some good quality information. The chance of seeing Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, that makes or breaks a whole trip. No, uh, I like it. I like you know you got the recreation. Um, which is a huge thing. People go to these parks, they want stuff to do. You know, what's the, like, you know, like you said, we talk about that in our breakdowns and our, our reviews, you know, it's like, you're up in Glacier Park. Yeah, you're not necessarily rafting in the national park, but you're rafting around it and you're finding those opportunities. And what are those opportunities in each park and what is allowed? Um, I like the crowds. That's a good one we talk about. The amenities, you know, people are into that shit. You know, I like a good visitor center and I like a good historic lodge. So you can wow me with some of those. And um, the scenery, obviously, you have to take in that. But I mean, to me, that's that awe factor. You know, what is magical? What is mystical? And I like the first photo they have on the website right there. Right after that's the Redwoods, you know, and that, that's perfect because that, that scenery, it's 
that's it. Those forests, you know, there's just something you just yeah. got to go experience if you haven't experienced them. And just exploring their their webpage here a little bit too. They got a lot of information about the national parks. They have statistics. They have like crowd sizes, best times of year to visit, etc. They got all sorts of information. So definitely go check out more than just parks if you're interested in traveling. Because you know, I think I will if you know there's some of these parks <laughs> that we're going to go to. You know. No, 100%. Anyways, we're going to jump in. We're going to do their top five first. And if we have uh, more time, we'll jump to the bottom um, of their list just because, you know, that's always fun to see uh, what they what they perceive as uh, the worst. And I'm using worse in quotation marks because it's like maybe they're all amazing and you have to pick a worst of the, all the amazing. It's still amazing type deal, right? Um, but we'll start off and to build suspense, we're not going to give away their number one right off the get go. We'll start with their number five. So number five for more than just parks, their ranking with a 43 out of 50 possible score. Redwood National Park. I like this one. Uh, you know, that's a it's an A plus or a B plus kind of grade. Uh, they write down the list right there. Accessibility, they give it a nine out of ten, which I all agree with. Recreation, yeah. eight out of ten. Right, there's a lot to do in the redwoods. Um, crowds, seven out of ten. Okay, is that my? How are their crowds going? I you know I don't think, I don't think that that is a good rating for this park the seven out of ten for crowds if i'm being honest um because there's just not there's not many people there in the redwoods and the, the people you do see you can spread out pretty easy in all honesty to where even if you're in the more crowded areas you're, it's not that crowded right right so that's why I'm curious because, uh, well, I'm assuming crowds is a good thing here. Like the, I'm thinking they're saying like, there's not a lot of crowds. It's easy to get around. I, uh, think, I think the higher the number for them, the better, the less crowded it is. Yeah, I agree. Amenities, 10 out of 10. Yep. I think the Redwoods has it all. Scenery, 9 out of 10. Fuck, I'd drop that to a 10 out of 10 up in the Redwoods, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I would too. Um you know, I'm actually surprised they also put accessibility as a 9 out of 10. I think I probably would have the crowds and accessibility flip-flopped, if I'm being completely honest, because the Redwoods are so out, of, out there and, like, hard to get to by car. But, like, once you're there, you're there. Yeah, but I believe their accessibility is, um, it comes with, like, the fact that, like, are you physically able to go to the redwoods and be in the redwoods? And I mean, that's true. It, once it's pretty easy to get around in the redwoods, but it's harder to get to it, which is why I would probably rank it lower in accessibility for that standpoint. 
I see what you're saying there, sir. No, I like it. Redwoods top five. It makes my top five. Heck, I want to go back to the Redwoods just because it makes me want to do an episode on the Redwoods just to talk about the Redwoods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I want to get back to the Redwoods here. So here's their amenity, amenities real quick. Developed amenities in the park like visitor centers, campgrounds, bathrooms, lodges. Yep, 10 out of 10. For the Redwoods, yeah, that's true. So, um, no, but let's move on for them. Still kind of surprising for the 63 national parks, the Redwoods makes the top five. Um, but I love it. It's in my top five. <laughs> right. Um, but going into their number four in the rankings, coming in at a 43 out of 50. So same score as the Redwoods here. Um, Yosemite National Park. You know, I like it, you know, going right down their list. Accessibility, 9.5. Recreation, 10. Crowds, 3.5. Uh, amenities, 10. Scenery, 10. So it really right here to me, it looks like it's the crowds that bring this park down. Um, and uh, I'm going to agree with them. <laughs> and, and to the point where, like, that's, everything else is getting the, the 10 stars, you know, the accessibility, it's easy to get to. It's expensive to get to, though. You do, you, you always see, I think that's the, like, highest gas prices in America is, like, Yosemite National Park gas is always up there. Um, recreation, yes, it's, it's a national park in California. It's got a lot to do around it. Um, a lot of fun, I bet. Uh, I've never been. I know you've been. You've talked about how it is just one valley. It really is just one big valley that Yosemite yeah. is. Um, so it makes sense. All the crowds are going to be in one place. But it also makes sense when it comes to the amenities uh, that they're going to be a lot. They're going to be nice. They're going to be well prepared because they're going to see a lot of visitors um, and scenery. I mean, there's a reason like Mac computers uses Yosemite as the like desk, desk screen background. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, uh, I think their rate, their ratings for each of the categories are like spot on here because the crowds is really, cause it is just that one Valley and it's just this one kind of road that loops in the Valley. So you're almost guaranteed traffic. You're going to guarantee a lot of people, uh, you know, you're not guaranteed a parking spot at the visitor center. Um, it's it's crowded it's definitely a park where if you're going to it it's a early start for you um you're getting in that park so you can get to the major points as quickly as you can to try and limit it limit your crowds well and like you're saying you're trying to yeah exactly you're gonna you're gonna do the classic wandering ways uh get there at sunrise leave at sunset you know bring your own lunch bring your own food because that's how you're going to avoid the crowds you're gonna you 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 do your own thing and you do it away from the the peak hours of others you're going to be fine um and i think that you know yosemite it's i i, kn I know it makes the top like visited parks you know you have smokies you have Ye yellowstone yosemite uh, but I think when you look at like the per capita or per square mile, I think Yosemite probably actually hits the like they have more visitors per square mile than yeah, 
It definitely probably the visitor density is probably highest in uh, Yosemite. There might be some really small park that like just gets a stupid amount of people for how small it is. Um, but I don't, I don't, you know, that's not something people, I don't think as far as I know, they calculate and rank that amongst that. It'd be interesting um, to see for sure. Well, I like to just to point out on the more uh, than just national, more than just parks.com uh, when you're going through these rankings here. They also have my favorite resources, right? They have the map, they have the guidebook, the facts, the places to stay. Uh, and you click on those and they'll, they'll, they'll bring you to different aspects on their website of what they have about each park. And it's it's actually really nice and uh, something Wandering Ways needs to do. No, <laughs> to their website. No, we don't have a website yet. One day, one day, we hope. And uh, we'll bring you our, our facts and our rankings and, and all that. But until then. Yeah, until then, uh, we will. And we will just continue moving on to their number three. And coming in at 46 out of 50. We're going to stay on the West Coast, and this That's time we're going to the state of Washington with Mount Rainier National Park. You know, and it makes sense. Uh, I've seen more and more pictures of Mount Rainier's meadows or uh, North Cascades meadows as well, um, to, like, recently and i'm just like ah, i need to get there in like june july and just waste like three four days up in the hills um and rainier is one of those places and like low-key it's almost one of those places where you and i need to just say hey pick a weekend let's go waste three days in rainier uh i'm totally i'm totally down i've been to rainier once um didn't spend a whole lot of time it was kind of a drive-through day for us uh we drove through the park made a couple spot stops but um no it was it was fun it's, it's very scenic um kind of your classic kind of uh, uh mountain park just it's like one mountain instead of like a bunch of mountains um which is still very 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 cool um you know i think their rankings for the most part are pretty good accessibility is 10 out of 10 it's pretty easy to get in and around it uh recreation 10 out of 10 there is a lot to do uh within that park crowd 7 out of 10 um i you know i think that's spot on uh you know the day the time i was there I think seven out of ten is pretty pretty accurate for the crowds there. Uh, amenities nine out of ten, and scenery is ten out of ten. Scenery, I, it's pretty it's great scenery. Uh, amenities, you know, I think when it comes to amenities, you might be able to argue it's got everything a park needs. Um, so you might be able to argue a ten out of ten. And and exactly that, like, what is to you, you know, amenities, right? What is the what is needed in a park, you know, a visitor center, a, a bathroom when you're camping, you know, are you needing the showers? Does this place not have the showers? Is that one of those kind of things? So it's really understanding that. Um, but, uh, you know, for us, like, we just need a camp spot. And that, to me, the amenities is good as if they have a availability on their camp spots. Um, yeah, that and places to fill water. 
on it yeah no exactly that's a that's really good the more of those the better and yeah uh, mount rainier i mean I, I, exactly kind of what you're saying and how you've experienced this park it's kind of a drive-through park it's kind of like yeah we stopped at the visitor center it's one mountain so like you see it you see it and i feel like it's one of those where it's like get in the back country and you'll really understand why it's a national park or better yet climb it get to yeah. the summit <laughs> yeah yeah you, you you i think this is when you got to have the crampons and the the hiking gear and stuff to prepare for huh yeah because i think it's i think it's the highest mountain in the lower 48 um is it really i think in the lower 48 it's the highest uh peak. pike's but, peak or whatever in colorado whatever their tallest is yeah i don't know i, I don't know i know it's up there but i think it's it's the highest cascade range mountain for sure. Um, Good thing we got Google. Yeah, right. Um, no. Uh, as we talk about that, I do remember flying back from Alaska, uh, on, or we flew through Seattle to Salt Lake, and or no, maybe it was direct all the way to Salt Lake from Alaska. I forget how it was, but we they used mount rainier as the uh uh the like point yeah so mount yeah. rainier is mm -hmm. fourteen thousand four hundred eleven feet yeah this has mount whitney but i'm pretty sure mount whitney is denali so. list of highest major summits here in the u.s here we go here we go denali yeah and then these are all alaska right mount saint elias mount foraker mount bona mount blackburn mount sanford mount fairweather mount hubbard mount bear mount hunter and then number 11 mount whitney in california oh that's and then and then you get oh i'm thinking mckinley's old or not um, um denali's old name is mount mckinley yeah, so Mount Whitney is the tallest, and it's in the Sierra Nevada range in the lower 48. Yeah, and that's then, the one uh, in uh, Sequoia and Kings Canyon. But you do have the three, there's three in Colorado that are 14, 15, 16. 17 is Mount Rainier, and Mount Rainier is the fifth largest in the lower 48. In the lower 48. Wow. Yeah, we don't even have a Montana one cracking uh you know you have garnett peak 57 wyoming but you, you know montana doesn't even crack the top 50 top 80 top 100 and almost yeah it's wild it's just because just just because it's not that good man granite peak 118 no yeah. no it's interesting um no mount rainier it's definitely a park i want to get into i want to go you know, even like if you can't, I was one of those. It's one of those like, guess I'm going camping with Matt this weekend. Parks. Yeah, maybe we'll go in July when they're doing their half marathon. Um, you can do that, and we'll and you get your your medal. Or you just get to run a race in a really cool place. Did you see um, the glacier one? I sent you that one too, cowboy. Yeah, no, I've I've seen I've seen all of those before. Uh, yes, but moving on with their um, kind of 
rankings, we're going to move to number two. Uh, All the way up here already. Number two, number two. We're at their number two. And coming in with a 47 out of 50. Grand Teton National Park. Um, Accessibility, 9 out of 10. Recreation, 10 out of 10. Crowds, 8 out of 10. Amenities, 10 out of 10. Scenery, 10 out of 10. Uh, You know, I've only ever been to Tetons once. Um, I'm going to have to agree for the most part on um, the rankings here. Yeah, I like it. I like the Tetons. They're a really cool spot. They're a cool mountain range. They're it's a cool park. You know, it arguably is a part of Yellowstone when you look at the Yellowstone greater ecosystem area. Uh, and the way they have the grizzly bears and the moose and the just oh, I love it as a park. It you know I I've never not seen a moose when I've gone down there. Um, I've never had not had a good time. You know you see the Tetons it makes you smile. Um, there's plenty to do even in the national park like kayaking and canoeing and boating on the lake. Mm-hmm. Very I mean it's accessible if you want to get into the backcountry, which is something I really want to do more of down here. Uh, I think the accessibility goes down. Crowds, it is a little bit crowded. You know, when you look at like the Yellowstone traffic and the Teton traffic, a lot of it is the Tetons, that southern entrance of Yellowstone, West Yellowstone. I know. I think, I think in reality, the crowds are getting worse in Grand Tetons. Than, than even Yellowstone is what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Well, I think it's trending that way you know it may not be at the moment that we're recording this but i think in a year or a couple years there it's gonna i think grand tetons are about to really kind of blow up um i think with yellowstone getting the flooding that probably pushed it along more you're you're absolutely right you'll start seeing more permits which is a sign of that yeah Um, you'll see And you're just seeing the growth in the Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, Utah area of like kind of what goes to that park on a regular basis. Uh, You're seeing the population growth there. And when you do look at the park, you know, when you look at Yellowstone, the busiest entrances really are your southern and your west. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a reason there's four or five lanes at each one. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) the 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 north yeah it's busy but that's just you just get the Baldwin traffic but you really don't uh out of that east side get get that they kind of come up from salt lake do the loop of tetons yellowstone and they're out that west side to uh the next park and you really get that but i like the tetons i need to go back again like i'm trying to i just like the shit thing is there's not a lot of people that like to just go camping like you and matt and I do, you know, where it's just like, okay, yeah, let's just fucking pitch a tent out here and call it good. And uh, so I, I'm stuck out here in Montana by myself. And it's like, do I really want to go to the Tetons? Do I really want to go to bear country like that by myself? And it's like, well, yeah, but no, at the same time, too. <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes you just got to do it. Otherwise, you'll never do it. Um, kind of. Uh, mentality when it comes comes to like anything I tell myself that all the time it's like either I'm gonna have to do it by myself or I'm never actually gonna do it 
No, right. I mean, you're not wrong when it with that mentality, but I'm just like, damn, like this is like like that like it it's like you're driving eight hours by yourself. You're like it's a lot of time by yourself. It's the it's you know, you're you're driving eight hours down there, you're driving eight hours back, you're you're camping down there, you're like there's nothing wrong with the camping and, and getting into that because that's easy to do by yourself, but it's the just like shit like i'm gonna spend 48 hours out here like i'm gonna be talking to myself i'm gonna be <laughs> hey i talk i'm someone who talks to themselves all the time even when i'm around people and when people are like are you talking to yourself i tell them the same thing every time sometimes i need to talk to the smartest person in the room that's fair and that's me so that's fair that's a good way of looking at it So I was kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again, but I feel like I need a good quality net. Well, you know what, Reverend? I got the key solution for you. You know, our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus, the wood is locally sourced and it is also biodegradable and it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana. And we even have a discount code. That's right. If you use the code RUGARU10, that's right. That's my Jeep, the RUGARU. RUGARU10, R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. You're going to get some discount on a Blue Ribbon Net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish, or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon and use the promo code RUGARU. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers. Um, he has a really cool Buffalo Mountain sticker. There's even water bottles, hats, sweatshirts, the whole swag. And we even got a discount code for you guys. Yes, if you use Wandering Ways at Shop LS574, you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell Tribe, as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code WANDERINGWAYS, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. Along with all of these cool parks that we've been going through, before we get to their number one, their top pick, we have to do uh, my favorite segment because, duh, and that's, uh, that's Cool Shit in Nature. So wow. this week for Cool Shit in Nature, I think I have a couple cool ones. Um, yeah, I hope you do. I mean, if you don't, it's all right. It happens. Life goes on. <laughs> 
Yeah, first one here, though, uh, you actually, I think, sent this to me, so. Well, probably. I sent some good stuff to you. Yeah, but um, it oh. is this, uh, I think, um, sheep um, high-tailing. I mean, full-on speed down this right there. He just, like, you know he jumps, like, 30 feet in distance just by, like, the drop, right? Watch out here. He gets some speed and jumps off this yeah. line. Boom. And you know he's loving it, too. Probably, like, knowing that an avalanche is going to happen within the next hour and booking it out of there. It is kind of crazy because, I mean, he is, like, booking it. You know, or maybe it's hunting season for those guys. And he saw the hiker and was like, ah, bye. Maybe. I mean, they're pretty high up in altitude. Like, one, they're kind of, it's kind of amazing to see a critter that high up, you know? Like, right, not right. large of a critter. Yeah, but the goat, sheep that it is, or whatever, you know. Yeah. That's what they do. Look at it. It's, look at it. it's just gone. Just a dot. At that oh, point. I know. The thing. I bet you that thing's going close to like 40 miles per hour downhill. Yeah, at least 12. Yeah, at least. Uh, I love how he almost eats shit, though. You can see like the back legs after he makes the big jump. Oh, yeah, right here. Boom, he like Ooh, almost eats go. shit right there. To the left, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, that's so that's the first one. And the second one is a time lapse of a caterpillar oh. uh, getting turned into... A butterfly, which is always a super cool thing that nature does. And so to see it in a time-lapse mode is always cool because this takes like days normally. So yeah, no, I mean it's a process for sure. And it's crazy how like big they get and how what they become at the end and what like the cocoon and all that. And I know it is kind of crazy that there's something in this world that puts itself in a shell like that well and it's just like it's interesting how like different like that's it it's growing its wings at that point yeah right and it's so doing, um doing all this cool stuff but 100 that's cool shit nature for you just like that just some cool stuff and you know if you guys are listening on spotify or itunes or wherever you're listening to this at and you didn't see the cool shit in nature, just just Google something cool. Yeah. You can join along and just add our commentary as you're like on your phone. You can just be like, oh yeah, like you're watching the the Pittsburgh Steelers, Miami Dolphins play each other. And you're you, all of a sudden you just put our, our beautiful words over there. And you're like, that is a beautiful cocoon they got going on. <laughs> Cause when you're watching your your football your American football game, uh, and you know, thoughts come into your head, you're like, you know it would be pretty sweet right now? Seeing a good cocoon. Um, but I dig it. I mean, shoot. Uh -huh. It's cool Does shit. That not come up to you? Is that not? I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, I don't watch a whole lot of American football nowadays. Uh, no, I know. I just said it's easy. It's easy to reference. I'm watching it right there, kind of, sort of. Uh, oh, it's on the background. There and, it is. There it is. He's watching American football as he's doing this. No, anyways, we're going to continue chugging along with this. Uh, we're going to go to their number one which they've deemed as the best park through their ranking systems coming in 
at a 48 out of 50. So no perfect scores um, for their ranking system here, number one. Um, but this one's staying out west, all five out west. Uh, this one, 48 out of 50, Olympic National Park. Well, they didn't, they didn't camp in a tent in the rain. <laughs> well, I can tell you that much based on the rankings. No, accessibility, 10 out of 10. Recreation, 10 out of 10. Crowds, 9 out of 10. You must not have gone on a holiday weekend into the Ho Rainforest because that line will have be backed up for hours. Uh, amenities, 9 out of 10. Yep, that park's kind of got it all. Uh, scenery, 10 out of 10. Again, you get the beautiful coast. You get the Ho Rainforest. You get the mountains. You get the lakes. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a pinnacle of the Northwest for sure. Yeah, I mean, I could see, I see why they gave it their scores. Um, right. That 48 out of 50, I totally, totally agree with it. Um, I have camped in Olympic in a tent in the rain, and I did not have as miserable a time as you. So it is well, possible to have a good time. <laughs> half the reason it was miserable was kind of like, the the budgeting trip matt was on with you know how he is with his money yeah 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 like it was just like that and then water getting in the tent and then i just i need a new tent so if you're out there and you know someone who's getting rid of a nice backpacking tent just send it my way just hey. po post market wandering ways ranger zach <laughs> there you okay. go we're in the market for a tent for ranger zach out there but yeah no so <laughs> olympic number one i see it you know it's in my i think it's in my top five i have to go back and listen to my uh, top five parks maybe shoot we should redo our top five parks um, um that we've been to because i think we've been to some a couple new ones since we've done it uh, yeah yeah i mean i i'm down um i'm also i think you and i need to uh when we go to these parks i'm just looking at the more than the more than just national parks or more than just parks uh website here and seeing they have videos too on each one of these parks and and kind of thinking you know w why why aren't we out there why aren't we out there doing this no. That's what this is. These are yeah. our videos. We talk right, about the parks on this. You can watch right, it too. Check it out right, on YouTube. Uh, if you don't like the YouTube, listen to our voices. Plug us oh, in while you're driving through these parks. That's what I like. No, I like that. No, I, I like Olympic. I'm glad it makes it. It would get a 5 out of 5 or a 10 out of 10 on this list for Bigfoot Parks as well. Oh, uh, I... I like Olympic. I like how close it is to like the Oregon area. So getting up there is pretty easy uh, for, for me. Um, I, I also, I, I just, I, there, I, I don't know. I would much rather live in Washington and this area than Portland even personally. Um, I mean, that's, that's definitely a personal thing. Uh, I don't think you're wrong in thinking that I just, I don't know. Washington would be cool. It'd be different. I, I've just only really known Oregon and uh, Northern California. So I'd do it to, for a new experience. Do I know if okay. I like it? I don't know. I have to go and live there to find out. Um, but That's fair. 
That's. I mean, it, it's so close. I I didn't realize how close this area was really um, until uh, COVID when I was back home in Seaside and it was only a three hour drive up to Olympic National Park from Seaside. I was like, holy cats, that's way closer than I thought. Well, and that to me, right, like looking at like like what you're saying, like the closeness and finding those parks, that's like the bighorns to me where it's like, shit, I lived here with my family for like 14 years before I really started going down to the actual bighorn mountains and exploring them further, you know, whereas the, uh, like, if I would have done that 12 years ago, it's like how much more time you would have spent down there, how many more things you would have done, what else you would have done. Right, uh, right. But that's life, right? It's, 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 and that's part of what you were saying earlier is like, just get out and do it. Just do it. Only you can look at that person in the mirror and say, all right, guess I'm going to, going to do this trip by myself. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to get in the car and go. Anyways, that's their top five. Um, But I think what makes this website fun is they rank all 63 of them. Um, so they go through. They got a guide. They got a system, right? They got the recreation, the crowds, the amenities, the scenery, right? So they have a scoring platform. So you really can score each park, right? Um, whereas, like, I don't I don't see the personal opinion either in here, even, you know, the, like, the wow, like, the scenery, like, yeah, the scenery is really the only thing that could be uh, like personal take on it um, when it comes to right. that. So, um, but the, you know, sometimes you don't need to make it personal. You need to make it more general. So that way people have a more general idea. We hope that we do that for you here at Wandering Ways, but we also like to think we throw in a little bit of our personalities into our uh, our top fives and understanding you know if you like similar things to ranger zach or to myself the uh, reverend then maybe you'll want to check out our favorite parks if you're looking for a more general thing more than uh, parks is your uh, your place to go but anyways what's fun is they do have a last place a 63rd place um when it comes to these and so i think that's always interesting to see um what they deemed as the worst national park and again worse is in quotation marks because it's like what's really worse doesn't what's that really mean in this right and i'm looking at the bottom three right here right so 61 there's 63 they rank right 61 is cobook valley national park in alaska and it got a score of 27 because it's zero accessibility, zero amenities. Yeah. The recreation's a seven. Makes sense. It's hard to get to, right? Hot Springs National Park in Arkansas got a 25.5. Its accessibility is a little hard to get there. Its recreation's pretty limited. Its crowds are pretty busy. Uh, not a lot of amenities, not a lot of scenery, but it's the hot springs. It's more historic. And to me, like a hot springs national park, right? To me, I'm like, that's gonna go up my list maybe i like a good hot springs but we get in here 63 the last yeah. 
<laughs> the worst national park, which ironically I've been to. And um, I have actually, I guess, making a point for why it's the worst national park here. Um, I don't really count it as a national park. Um, right. <laughs> I when I when people ask me which ones have you been to, I don't think I've once counted it um, in in the parks that I've visited. Um, so <laughs> that's saying something right there. It's sixty two acres. Yeah, yeah, it's not very big. Um, and, but... and it's I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, it makes sense because of what it is and like how it's run and who runs it and how it's part of the Lewis and Clark Trail and that being national parks, you know. Well, we of... should actually say what it is. We still haven't said nope. what it is. And it's nope. the Gateway <laughs> Arch, St. <Great laughs> <Name> Louis. <laughs> yeah, no, and and Thea actually, she, <coughs> she just went out there for a bachelorette party not too long ago and, and, and enjoyed, uh, they, they did that one day. They went to the Ozarks and they flew into St. Louis and that, that they went to the gateway arch there. And you could take the elevator up it, which is kind of cool. It's a small kind of park there on the river, but it's more of what the symbolism of the park was for America and heading West, you know, um, as a native American, this is an interesting park to look at because it, it's almost that arch signifies, you know, manifest destiny and, and headed west and crossing that Missouri Mississippi River and killing off trying to kill a people for for what um, you know so <laughs> I mean have, so there's some valid points there's some valid it's the last national park no <laughs> <laughs> just more reasons for why we're putting it why they've put it down there more reasons for just justifying their decision here their rankings. Um, but no, though, you know, I got to say for their rankings, we didn't go through all 63 because we'd be here all day. Uh, but go check it out again. That website is um, more than just parks.com. Uh, they have a ton of information, but they also have the rankings on there, which is what's really fun um, about it. But start your own list, start your own ranking system, go out there check out all these places uh maybe do some state parks do list off the ranking of your state parks in your state um for all of our virginia listeners rank virginia's state parks and send it our way um we always give me a reason to go to virginia other than to say hi to all the wanderers give us a reason to talk about your parks and we will you know we'll you know, you send us a list of your parks, we're going to dive into them, we're going to see what the, they're about, we're going to see, you know, is it wandering ways worthy? <laughs> most most likely it is, unless it's the Gateway Arch. That seems to be one that might not, but even then, it's still worthy. Um, hey, I haven't been there, and it's on those lists of like, well, I got to go to all the national parks. Exactly, yeah. Now, maybe I'll start counting it in my list when I start listing off all the ones I've been to. Um, I just need well, it, more, more it, of a reason it, to impress people with my number. <laughs> it's on the list of national parks as a federal listed part of the 64. It is one or whatever. It is one of the ones. So like you should. I, yeah, I would definitely get scratched off if I had one of those maps, <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyways, we're at that time. It is time for our final 
words. Um, so I'm going to be that guy starting these final words off. My guy. All right, my man. No, it was another great episode talking about national parks with you. I mean, you, you notice how we wander. We get into like, well, we should go here. You know, maybe we should go to this park. This is what we need to do when we go to that park. You know, it's, it's the drive. It's the want. It's the need. It's the hunger for these parks. Uh, you know, the adventures, the journeys, the explorations, you know, all that, that, that happens. Um, and it's just, like you said, it starts by looking that person in the mirror and saying, are we going to do this today? Or are we going to do this tomorrow or, or what? And figuring out what that is, you know, are you going to get the job done and, and be that person be like, wow, like, be the little kid that looks at, or you know do you want to be the little kid that is like wow there's the guy that made it up the hill or do you want to be the guy that made it up the hill you know on the bike uh, fair 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 you know what do you want to be in reality so that's it that's all i got it's not a lot i need to get to yellowstone i need to get you guys some stories i need we need to we need a wandering ways review of a park we need to go to so reverend figure it out uh, i'm trying i'm trying reverend's final words of wisdom say beautiful everybody i can't tell you how much i appreciate every single one of you for listening all the way through listening to all of the episodes um listening watching however you are checking out the instagrams and all that checking out the reels all that fun stuff um you know cardio season's coming for me it's going to be outdoor time a lot more so make sure you're checking that out uh there'll be hopefully a lot more fun things coming down the pipeline with uh that kind of there uh giving some love to the gateway arch you know maybe even zach because you love this park so much i'm gonna send you this postcard <laughs> um goody goody no i would i mean that would be kind of cool it's one of those things right it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere so you can get up kind of high and see for miles and miles when you're up on up in it so why not it's midwest you know you can see it out there when you're out there it's flat as hell so <laughs> um but you know that being said peace out everybody Bye.